Good afternoon. In breaking news, a popular Australian tourist spot is under a tsunami alert this afternoon after a 7.6 magnitude earthquake struck the southeast of New Caledonia. A tsunami watch has been issued for a wide area of the Pacific, including Lord Howe Island. The Weather Bureau is predicting dangerous rips and waves in that warning area and low-lying areas of the coast could be affected. Rough coastal conditions have already been reported in Vanuatu, where locals are being warned to expect a wave of up to a metre. So far there have been no evacuations. The Homicide Squad is leading the investigation into how a 95-year-old dementia sufferer was tasered at her nursing home in the Snowy Mountains. Jennifer Beshwati is in Cooma. Jen, how is she doing this afternoon? Good afternoon, Sally. Well, there's been no change to Claire Nolan's condition. She remains critical here at Cooma Hospital with staff desperately trying to stabilise her, but I'm told that she won't make it through this tragic ordeal. The questions are being raised about the use of excessive force by police. They say that she was holding a steak knife at the Yalambi Lodge nursing home and despite attempts to de-escalate the situation, she wouldn't drop the weapon. So a senior constable discharged his his taser. This constable has 12 years experience. It forced the 95-year-old to uh, instantly collapse. She fell, uh, fracturing her skull. Now, a critical incident team is investigating with uh, the homicide squad leading the investigation. They're looking through the police body cam and we're told that the vision is very confronting. Now, police spoke in Sydney earlier today. At the time she was tasered, um she was approaching police, um, but it is fair to say at, at a slow pace, she had a walking frame, but she had a knife. Now, Claire Noland uh, was a much-loved member of the Cooma community. She's a great-grandmother and dedicated about 50 years of her life uh, volunteering at the local St Vincent's de Paul. Uh, aged care advocates say that proper training is needed for staff and for police in dealing with dementia patients. You would hope the police could intervene in a respectful way that didn't involve using a taser. Our family members, as you can understand, are absolutely devastated by what has happened. We've been watching them come in and out of hospital all day, visibly distressed. But they say the priority right now is to just comfort each other and be by Claire's side as she clings to life. Sally? All right, thank you very much. Jennifer Beshwati reporting there in Cooma. Shocking visions emerged of the moment a teenage driver allegedly struck three schoolboys who were crossing the road on Sydney's Lower North Shore. Today, the 18-year-old was granted bail. Bill Hogan reports. Good afternoon. Well, chilling dash cam vision has emerged of yesterday's accident here at Crow's Nest. Three students from North Sydney boys lead a pack of pedestrians across the road. We won't show you what happens next, but the boys, one age 13, the others 12, are collected by a car clearly running a red light at the intersection of the Pacific Highway just after they finished school. Police say 18-year-old Vanch Karna was the driver who allegedly hit the boys then fled the scene. Officers finding the Uber driver at his home on Fox Street in Lane Cove moments later, he was arrested and taken to Chatswood Police Station charged with seven offences including dangerous driving causing grievous bodily harm. 
today. He was granted bail at Manly Court at the cost of $10,000 paid by his auntie. Why didn't you stop? Why didn't you stop? Do you have anything to say to the boys that are injured? The Macquarie University student must live with his sister, forfeit his licence and passport and not speak to the victims. His matter returns to court next month. Thankfully, the boys are stable and recovering in hospital. The school issuing a statement offering its support to the family and any student or staff that witness yesterday's accident. Talks are underway to fix one of the state government's biggest financial issues, a multi-billion dollar pay rise for frontline public servants. Union bosses have met with the Treasurer but have now left without any guarantees. More from state political reporter Amelia Brace. As tensions between unions and the state government escalate, the Treasurer held crisis talks here today. Daniel Mookie and Industrial Relations Minister Sophie Kotzer sitting down with a number of union leaders to discuss the government's plan to remove the wages cap for public servants. We have had constructive discussions today and they will continue. What we've said to the government is very clear. We will hold them to the commitments that they gave the essential workers of New South Wales. We're ensuring that we get the new system right by scrapping the unfair wages cap and replacing it with a system where workers can actually negotiate with the government for better pay and conditions. The parties discussed an interim pay offer that would tide over workers while legislation is introduced to repeal the cap and more formal contracts can be negotiated. Unions New South Wales boss Mark Morey refusing to say what offer was put on the table today. We are happy that we have a government that is prepared to have us in this building in a boardroom and have serious discussions about wages policy and the workers in New South Wales. We're happy that we don't have a government like the opposition who's threatening, wants the legislation brought on to vote against it. The Health Services Union was invited to attend today but despite taking strike action yesterday and complaining about a lack of engagement, Jared Hayes did not attend.